you know, I need that thing, that item in emergency. Do you have that thing that I need? What thing? You know, that, that whatchamacallit that, that I really need to have in my get home bag, but I can't find it. And what am I going to do? I have a couple of hitchy-madoos, but I don't have that thing. No, I need that thing that works on this other deal over here. So what what am I going to be able to use instead of what I really need? What kind of a prepper are you? Well, from the description, not a very good one. And we're going to talk about how to remedy that when we come back. <laughs> Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello and welcome to the podcast. We are glad you are here with us tonight. Krista and I are together and we both have the sniffles. A little bit. I think I'm allergy, and I'm not sure about what's going on with you. I, I think it's pollenitis. Oh, man, you should see the pollen around here. The the yellow Jeep that used to be red. It looks like we have been rolled in gold dust. Mm-hmm. It's that, everywhere. friend that owned a car wash said they used to call that stuff gold. <laughs> I bet so. The voices will be a little bit different tonight, and though we'll try not to, you might hear a sniffle or two in here. Mm. What we're talking about here is seven things that preppers need to have, but often don't. You know, you recall from our opener that here I was needing to have something and didn't have what I needed. And these aren't things that are necessarily, in fact, most of these are not in the get home bag, but are probably more EDC. So I think it's kind of interesting, the track that we're taking tonight, not about so much what you have and need to add, but the things that you don't have that maybe you haven't really thought about all the way through that you really should have at some point you're going to need. And you may have it at home, but you don't have it with you. Mm-hmm. So what kind of a prepper are you? You know, I have to answer that question every single day, and maybe you do too. So let's talk about it. Some of these things we're, we're talking about, if you don't have it with you when you need it, it's no good to you. Absolutely. You're dead in the water. Let's start out with USB power banks. Yeah, these are those little devices that you can plug into with your charger cable so that you can be out in the field, away from power, away from any electricity, and you can charge up your phone, your uh, iPad, your tablet, I suppose even your computer. I don't know that you can charge your computer with one of the ones we're talking about. Oh, okay. they're, they're designed for telephones, tablets, and such as that. I but see. We're so used to being able to plug our devices into a recharger that's plugged into a wall. Yeah, you can even buy lamps, such as the two that we have in our mm-hmm. house that have a USB port built right into the lamp mm-hmm. base. So that's convenient. My patrol car has three USB ports mounted right in the radio rack. Well, you can see that uh, private cars, too, vehicles, have USB ports. So they're out there and they're among us, and they're perfectly great to have until such time that you have run out and your USB is no longer uh, effective where it's plugged into a vehicle or whatnot. Right. Now, I'll use an example, and I've done this a number of times. 
And that is where I would be out doing something and my telephone runs down too low. I'm listening to a podcast. Oh. And I've literally plugged my USB power bank into a cable, plugged that cable into the telephone, and then I put one device in each back pocket. So I'm wearing in my back pockets my telephone and my USB power bank. And I'm able to listen to my podcast. You know, I'm concerned about a lot of folks that no longer even carry a charger cable with them. Mm -hmm. Because you really need to have that to plug into a power bank. Yes. And and I actually, in my bag, I carry a little Ziploc bag with several different kinds. I carry a cable for each device that I have, each style, the C cord, the USB, and the mini USB. And we've got one cord over here that has all three of those on the same one. And there's also a few of our listeners who have those wireless charging stands for their phone or an Apple Watch or a Samsung Watch. It's a stand. It's You can put your device on it and it has like a wireless transferring mm-hmm. of power. But that is ultimately dependent on some sort of electrical source. And without that or out in the field, it might be useless to you if it's run down. Right. Well, some of these things that we're talking is that you're off someplace, something happens, and you need to charge that phone. And so that's where a USB power bank comes in very, very handy. Okay. So that's thing number one to have is one of those power banks. Right. Now, these next few are actually apps. Oh, okay. So this is where you need a device. You need a device for this. And the first app is Life360. Yes. This is number two. Life360 is a location app, and Mm -hmm. you can actually see in real time those that you have into that group driving around town. You can actually see in real time where they are and what direction they're taking and if they're stopped. And it's actually quite nice to have to be able to know where someone is, Mm -hmm. Uh, Mark and I very much enjoy using it. We got very interested in this uh, when he was on patrol. I'm not stalking my man, but I do like to know where he might be. Mm -hmm. And when he would be on patrol and sometimes he would text and say, I'm going to be late. I'm okay. I'm fine. And then I would realize later, oh, he's working a wreck or he's helped somebody out with their flat tire, or maybe he's escorting someone or or going to have got a last minute call to go pick up a prisoner or going to the jail or going to the jail. I mean, there's always something. And so the Life 360 puts eyes onto your loved ones. Exactly. Now, I first heard about Life 360, believe it or not, in a post-apocalyptic fiction novel. Neat. The whole family, and there, there were three of them, the father, the mother, and the teenage daughter, they all had telephones with Life 360 on it. And they were in a situation where the father had to bail out of the car and basically draw some bad guys away. And Mama drove the car off and got away from them. And they were able to look at Life 360 and figure out where he was to come back around and pick him up. Oh, yeah. So I also want to point out that Life 360 isn't necessarily just about vehicular travel. It simply locates your phone. Right. 
And so if you're walking around your phone's location services on, you can be seen on Life360. And a great example of that is you have looked at your business phone and found that you had left your personal phone or vice versa somewhere. That's exactly right. Sure enough, happened to me. What I use it a lot of times, you know, I I know when wrecks come out in certain areas of the county, when it's a major wreck, and I will look and see where Krista is. And if it, she is going to have to drive back through that location or that area, I will text her to take an alternative route. Yes, very helpful. And so that's helpful. One time he actually let me know that there was a large construction delay Mm -hmm. that was going to really impede my being able to get to a client in a timely fashion had I not known that I could take an alternative route. And he was able to text me that, and thanks to Life360, that actually showed up. And we used it one time on that trip where she sat seven hours on the interstate waiting for the wreck to clear. Mm. We were looking for gasoline. She was running low. I mean, she'd been out, you know, what, by 10 or 11 hours that time. Oh, my goodness, yes. By the time uh, you got through the wreck. And so I was looking ahead and giving her turn-by-turn instructions to get to the gas because she had to get off of the interstate. And this was not at a major exit with a big truck stop or something. This was, okay, here's a gas station Now get to here, and here's the directions. But it could come in handy in a disaster to know where she is or was at a given time. Mm -hmm. Like if there was a flash flood event, something like that. Flash flood, Mm -hmm. and, and I can see those in the county on my computer when I'm working. Right. And so I, we get reports of those. And so I can give her that information, and I can. she knows the county well enough. I don't have to do this, but I could give her turn-by-turn directions to get somewhere. Which is much appreciated. But in a disaster, say a severe storm comes through, we've got trees down, I can know where she is. Trees down own vehicles. I know where she is. Or he can even see that if I'm heading towards severe weather Mm -hmm. that I may not be aware of because I'm driving, but he's aware of because he's watching the weather. Yeah, I'm a weather nerd. Well, I kind of am too, but I mean, he's got multiple screens, uh, multiple apps, multiple devices that are on the television, wall to wall. I mean, hes you would think he's a National Weather Service guy with as much as he does and knows. I just, I'm a weather nerd from way back. We've experienced food shortages in the grocery stores from supply chain issues. Now we're hearing from farmers how food harvests are decreasing and will likely get smaller. We could find ourselves staring at empty pantry shelves or standing in food lines. Yes, it could happen in America. That's why survival food is more important than ever. Create your own stockpile of the best-selling Four Patriot Survival Food Kits. It's not ordinary food. We're talking good for 25 years, super survival food. This is that next tier level of food storage we've talked about on the podcast. These kits are compact, sturdy, water resistant, and stack easily. They have delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners. You can make these meals in less than 20 minutes. Just add water, simmer, and serve. 
Right now, you can go to fourpatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store. They're called Four Patriots because a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to fourpatriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's fourpatriots.com. Use the code PREPPER. Start building your stockpile today. If having crystal clear, clean water is important to you, either every day or in an emergency, you need to look at Pro One Gravity Filter. Pro One filters over 200 contaminants out of the water, including microplastics. It also filters out fluoride without having to buy an additional filter. We have the big plus three gallon gravity system and we use it daily. We can really tell a difference in the taste of our water. The tea and the coffee, everything tastes better. There is a right-size Pro One gravity filter for your family, from whole house systems right down to the refrigerator pitcher. Order your Pro One today. The link is on our website at www.practicalprepping.info. As a deputy sheriff, I've responded to many calls where someone's identity had been stolen. The first the victim knew of it was when they found that money was taken from their bank account or received information that new accounts had been opened in their name. That can affect your credit rating, cost you money, and it's a real hassle to get it straight. Avoid all that with Aura. Aura is an all-in-one solution that monitors and protects your identity, finances, devices, and more from digital deadbeats. Quickly know if someone is attempted to use your identity or credit without your permission. You'll get alerts and alerts up to four times faster than from competitors. All plans come with all features you need to stay safe, with no add-ons or extras needed. Just choose whether you want to protect yourself, two adults, or your whole family. Plus, the price you pay when you sign up is the price you pay when you renew. For a limited time, Aura is offering Practical Prepping Podcast listeners a free 14-day trial plus a check of your data to see if you've already been part of a data breach, all that for free when you use the link on our website. Go to practicalprepping.info, click on the Aura link, sign up for a 14-day free trial, and see if you've already been a part of a data breach for free. That's practicalprepping.info. Click on the Aura link and sign up for a 14-day free trial. Number three that you need is a good weather app. Absolutely, and there's no lack of them. But, you know, I find some of them are yeah, kind of meh, but several others are quite good. Tell us about them. One that I use, and I use this quite a bit, and I get current conditions, and you can get forecast whether it's hourly, daily, or extended. And I've already checked it a couple of times today. And that is Wonderground. Now it's spelled W U N D E R G R O U N D. Wonderground with a U instead of an O. It's a great little app. It's free. And one of the best apps that you can have is your local TV weather apps. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Because they have access to the big Dopplers. And, of course, the National Weather Service reports into them as well. And And they will notify you of weather alerts, of watches, warnings, things like that. So 
it's good to have that out if you're away from home. And that's what we're primarily talking about here is away from home. And actually, the local TV weather app is probably the most up-to-date, and it will certainly be the most localized. You know, they are very good about calling out landmark information. They know that if you're traveling in a car, even if you're listening at home, you may not understand the north, south, east, and west of it, but you will know Stan's Barbecue. Mm -hmm. You will know such and such high school. You will know a crossroads somewhere because those types of landmarks are quite recognizable. They they are for those in that local area, Mm -hmm. and you're not going to get that from a national no, you you're can't. not going to Couldn't get possibly. that kind of thing. You're not. It's not going to be as localized with some of the bigger weather apps. So get that localized weather app, if for no other reason that if you are in a warning area, it will tell you. Well, you know James Spann, who is just the guru of weather here in the state of Alabama. He's one of many meteorologists that we follow. He will even report from the Birmingham area. He said, hey, y'all go down there and tell Aunt Matilda to get inside. He knows people by name because he knows the area, and he'll actually call out people by their first name. Make sure Aunt Matilda knows that this storm is coming. And, you know, go down there behind the chicken farm, mm-hmm. you know, on Highway 53 or whatever. And like, people are like, this guy knows the area. And he does. He knows this state very, very, very well. Well, and I'll tell you that when they go wall to wall like they do, Some people are annoyed by that. Well, get over yourself. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I'm just going to take a real talk here for a minute. When your local station goes wall to wall, they don't take that lightly. They know that they have been put on very high alert, and especially if words like warning and emergency. And somebody's life is in danger at that point. Absolutely. And I can't tell you the number of times that people have called back or visited or emailed the meteorologists to thank them for saving their life because their information got to what would have been a a victim. Mm -hmm. And even some people that didn't come away unscathed survived because they got good information in good time and a weather app saved their life. And they also get calls about, it's not even raining at my house. Why are they interrupting the TV? Well, they're interrupting the TV and that decision is not made by the National Weather Service. That's made by the station manager and more often the meteorologist in charge at that point. We need to go live. And it's because somebody's life could be in peril. Right. If they're in the polygon, the the potential exists for that. Or severe thunderstorm, anything like that. So it doesn't have to be raining at your house for somebody else to be in peril. Yeah. Just don't, you know. Please respect the hard job that they have to do because, yeah, maybe they get it wrong once in a while. And it's not just inside the polygon. Remember, all of these TV stations cover multiple counties. Mm-hmm. And if and those counties are assigned priority for a TV station. Like ours here in North Alabama, they are responsible for... 14 counties, I think. 11 in Alabama and three in southern Middle Tennessee. So the TV coverage has to serve that area. So it may be three counties from you, but those folks are in peril and they are in the listening area of that radio station. Having that good weather app to give you the information, that local 
live television weather app is really mm-hmm. what you want to be looking for. If you're anywhere near weather nerdy, you may already have this, but you also need a good weather radar app. Oh, because you can actually get radar separate from your weather app. There's different kinds of radar. Wonderground's got a pretty fair radar, but it won't do what some of the strictly radar apps will do. Mm -hmm. Now, you can go to weather.gov and you can look at the national radar coverage. I looked a while ago and it was raining in... Arizona and South Florida and somewhere up around Montana. Uh, I didn't pay that close attention, but I got to look at the the national picture, the national picture mm-hmm. to know what it's doing, and primarily to know what it's not doing, like coming toward us. Oh, I see. And so that's what I was looking at. But now, when you get down to where you live, there's a radar program called Radar Scope. Now, this costs ten to twenty dollars a year, depending on your level of subscription, and it's great for severe weather. It will show you every polygon. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little red circle with a number in it, and that's how many warnings there are in the United States. Like at that moment? At that moment. I see. You can read the warning. You can see where it is. You click on it. It will take you to that radar. But this this will give you warnings. It'll give you watches. It'll give you flood information. And you can click on a little button, and it will go to your location. Now, we use this a lot while we're traveling if there's rain and bad weather. Wherever we are, I just open the program up, and I punch that little circle with the crosshair in it, and it comes up to where we are. And it will show you, I mean, it's it's very, very accurate. And so we can look ahead and see what we're going to get into, or do we need to try to stay moving to not let this catch up with us, or what do we do? Or sometimes a friend or a family member from out of state will contact you, and they'll say, what's it looking like in my area? And he'll jump over here to the computer and pull up radar scope, and and it he reads all the different levels of radar. There's many different things that radar has a signature for. There's rain, there's wind, there's debris. To just to name a few. And you can do many of those things. And you nerdy ones, you can get the Echo Tops. You can get the CC. You can do the dual pole radar on there. Ooh, I mean, it's just all, all kinds of good things. You hey can get now. <laughs> digital derivatives. You can also zoom in to your location. So if you punch that little thing, it puts a little blue circle on the screen where you are. So you can see how far you are from the severe storm. That's cool. Or from the tornado. Mm-hmm. It will have all warnings issued in the states on there, and it'll have some others. I saw one not long ago from Australia. Oh, wow. Were they having a severe weather situation? It was either Melbourne or Brisbane, and I don't remember which one, but they were having weather issues, and it was severe thunderstorm warnings, and it's kind of interesting to watch. So radar scope can be global, you're saying? can be, wow. but you can't depend on that. Staying with radar for our, especially for our weather nerds, if you haven't heard of this one, check out GR Level 3. It's from Gibson Ridge, and this is what I use here on my laptop and on my desktop. It is just absolutely awesome. It's a one-time fee 
and it pulls the radar information from some of the NWS radars. It pulls it from some college radar, and it pulls all the warnings into that. And it's customizable. You can look at the winds. You can look at storm totals. You can look at precipitation types. Does it even differentiate between like ice, snow, and rain? Yes. Yes. It will show you hail. It will show you snow. It will show you rain. It will show you so many other things as well. And it's just very, very customizable. It's basically a live street-level radar. And it gets down to literally you can get down to your house. Wow. And there are some additions that don't cost anything, but that you can load into it that gives you every street in the county or the state or whatever. You can literally get down to your intersection. I used to bookmark. Uh, it's not actually a bookmark, it's, but you can put a red dot. Like a pin it. You can pin a location. Yeah, you can drop a pin there. And I would pin our house or I would pin one of our daughter's houses and I would watch the weather if it was severe near them and always could see that red dot. So it's very, very interesting. You can also measure from where you are from that dot to the storm just by dragging your mouse across there. And it's a one-time fee and it's a very wide range of information available on there. Now, one of the subscription services that I used to use before I got access to some other things was WeatherTap. And a meteorologist friend put me on this, and it's $8.45 a month right now, but it is so much data on there. And it has an extensive set of features. You can get the models, you can get the satellite images, you can get the soundings. There's aviation weather. You can put overlays over your map and see the temperatures on there. You can see the dew points. You can see whatever. And most of these, both the GR Level 3 and WeatherTap, will show you the meso mesocyclone mm. and will show you rotations. We heard about that in Storm Spotter class. Yep. Took her to Storm Spotter class last mm-hmm. night. Not Storm Chasing class, Storm Spotter class. Yeah. A class where they train you to know how to communicate with the National Weather Service. When you have eyes and ears on the ground, you can report to them where you are, what you are seeing, and any effect that this severe weather may have. Yeah, and it's ground truth for them. Mm -hmm. They can only tell so much on the radar. So you need a weather app and you need a weather radar app. Those are two great things to have when you are away from home. All right. All right, number next. Number next, you need either a set of jumper cables or a battery charging jump box. I prefer the jump box because you don't need another person to bring your dead battery back to life. That's true. But they do cost money. Well, they do cost, yeah, they certainly cost a little more than a set of jumper cables. It's an investment. And right now, ours, you know, they just don't make things like they used to. The battery in this one only lasted nine years. Oh, well, and how many, I don't know how many cars you worked on it with. I mean. Yeah, I used to carry it in a patrol car and jumped a lot of folks off yeah. with it. But, you know, usually you can find somebody to jump you off. Now, sometimes you can find somebody that would be willing, 
but they don't have a set of jumper cables. So it really depends on you. You need to carry your own cable. If you carry your own cables, you can usually find somebody that's willing. And if you don't know how, learn. It's simple. It's really, yeah. Once I learned how to do it, it it took all the mystery away Mm -hmm. from it. And it's as simple as red on red and black on black. I mean, And knowing when to do when. When to do when. Mm-hmm. And if you just don't know how to do it and you're just not comfortable doing it, you've got the jumper cables with you. Find a guy with a big old pickup. <laughs> he'll, he'll know how to jump it off. And, <laughs> or she. Well, yes. I know what you're saying. But if you find a guy with a cowboy hat and a big old pickup, I guarantee you he's going to know how to jump that thing off. But he may not have cables with him. Right. So if you have them. What kind of cowboy is he? Well. <laughs> if he doesn't have jumper cables. He might be in mama's car and she doesn't carry them. So anyway, have those jumper cables so you can get jumped off if you need to. Mm-hmm. This next one is a well-stocked first aid kit in your vehicle. You're talking about one that you design yourself. Well, yes, because I don't want 99 Band-Aids in this particular first aid kit. Yeah. yeah, And I almost hesitate to call this a first aid kit because in now I've got one in the vehicle, and you do too, that has the standard stuff that, you know, you need to handle the Mm boo-boos. The alcohol swabs and the gauze and the Band-Aids and maybe some antibacterial ointment. Right. The basics. Now, this is more than a store-bought first aid kit. This one's designed to save lives. That's the idea with the one I'm talking about. And it's basically a mini trauma kit. I see. You know, every time we get ready to get on the road and take a road trip, he asked me to remind him if the trauma kit is in the car. Because he says, you just don't know when you may be the one witnessing an automobile crash right before your very eyes. And before 911 dispatchers are even called, you can spring to action Mm -hmm. and go over there and maybe start helping out. And I do have the training. Okay. Mm, and that's the thing, too, is I don't have the training. Even if does. you don't, wherever the blood's running out, try to plug it up. Right. <laughs> yes. And this, this particular bag, and usually I tell Krista which side of the vehicle it's on in case I say, hey, I need that bag. And there's actually three in there, and they're all attached to each other. So you pull one strap, and you've got plenty of stuff. But it has a tourniquet in it. Now, that's something you need to learn how to use. Yeah, it's, you don't just tie off and, and then walk away. No, it's not using your belt, which your belt will work if that's all you have. But this is designed to stop arterial bleeding. And in some things, it's really the only thing you can use. This bag's got heavy bandages in it. You look at our first aid kits, and they've got probably two two-by-two gauze pads in there. Yeah. This particular bag has a whole lot of 4x4s in it, the 4x4 gauze bandages. It has some heavy bandages, and I'm talking 6x9s and 5x7. Large size. Large size, thicker, Mm -hmm. very absorbent, and it has lots of rolled gauze. In fact, over half of that bag is rolled gauze. Mm, Okay. I also have some bleed stop. I've never used it. I've never used bleed stop. I hope stop. you never have to. Well, I've always been able to stop bleeding without going to it. Yeah. And I personally have always been able to stop bleeding without having to go to a tourniquet. That's beside the point. All right. And also a chest seal. 
for stabbing wounds, and it doesn't have to be a knife. It could be a gear shift. Yeah, a tool. It, it could uh, be anything in yeah. a car wreck that penetrates that chest, Ugh. and you may have a sucking chest wound, and a chest seal is really the only thing that will deal with that. Okay. Well, there are other ways, but that's really the only good this might way. might be one of the quicker ways. It's, to- it's quicker, and you don't have to stay with it. That That's the thing. And because most people are don't want to get other people's blood on them. I sure don't. Carry nitrile gloves in there. And put them on. <laughs> oh, I fussed at him all the time whenever he would be working patrol. I said, just keep the gloves on your hand. Just with all the blood and the injuries and the fentanyl and everything else that's out there, I just don't want his hands touching anything. Well, they get hot. Ugh. But anyway, they're in my pocket. Number last. So this would be number seven. Number seven. Number seven. And that is cash. Cash money. Too many times we don't have cash on us. We're not talking carrying 10 grand on you. Oh, like no. That. Oh, may, no. You know, some five, some tens, a 20 or two. Maybe, whatever you're comfortable carrying, but actual cash money, because a lot of times you may run into a situation, particularly if you're dealing with the befores or the afters of a disaster or a grid down or a flash flood or something that has impacted the power. And maybe the stores in your area cannot run your debit card. They can't run your credit card, but they show sure enough will take your cash. Or go back here in the last couple of weeks I think it was Wells Fargo Bank that had a technical issue and you couldn't use your debit card or your credit card mm-hmm. if it was on Wells Fargo. And the, see, not only could you not use it as a private citizen, the merchants can't use it either. I mean, right. the, the, I the, mean everybody was just like, the system plug. is down. The system is the down. The system is down. And I know people have gotten very comfortable not carrying mm-hmm. cash. And to a large extent, that even became me. I got to the point that I didn't even have pennies, nickels, dimes, or quarters, mm-hmm. much less dollar bills. I had my debit card. And then I got to thinking about it. I'm one of these people that never, ever wants to see an end to cash. Because if we ever become cashless, and I mean 100% cashless, I'm afraid I don't like the situation there. I don't like knowing that my money holdings, that every dollar that I possess can be overridden by a power greater than mine, i.e. the bank and whoever's in that bank. You had the Wells Fargo issue, but you've also had two or three banks that have closed in the past few days. Yeah, that's a current event for you. (laughs) When they close the bank, they lock it down right then, and you may not be able to get your money through a debit card or an ATM. Now, you'll get it. Yes, but but they may put a time stamp on that, which is like for three or six or eight days, you're just done. If nothing else, for the next three hours. Yeah. You know, I'm off and it's time to eat lunch and I get ready to eat lunch. My debit card doesn't work because my bank got closed. So let's just all hope and pray that cash is always going to be king somewhere. And you do need to have something in your pocket. Maybe put cash in different places on your person. Now, here's one that I've done a number of times and I just I don't have it right now because I used it. But I put a $20 bill in the back of my phone case. That's right. I saw you do that. You took your phone case off. You folded up a 20 and put the case back on. Nobody knows it's there. No. But if you needed a quick 20, 
And just I've, don't lose your phone. I've done that. Well, the phone costs more than the twenty dollar bill. <laughs> I'm just okay? saying, just don't lose it. But that <laughs> there's been several times where I pulled out that twenty out of the back of my telephone, smart, and used it. So that's a great place to put it. There's places in your car you can hide it. My front pocket's a good place. And I actually have a wrist wallet. It's kind of like a three inch cuff, basically, mm-hmm. with a zipper and a pouch. And it's real handy because you can slip in your a debit card, some cash. And your, your ID. Your driver's license. And and I've put my insurance card in there, too. And that way I can walk around with absolutely no purse, no fanny pack, no strap. I've got my wrist wallet and anything I need, I can pull out of that wrist wallet. Super handy. So it's good to have some cash with you. If nothing else, to have it for emergencies. So do we want to go back down the list just quickly to We'll go back down highlight. the list of our seven things that preppers really need to have with them, but often don't. Okay. So the list is a USB power bank and a series of apps such as Life360, a good weather app like Wonderground, a good weather radar app such as Radar Scope or GR Level 3. Also, a set of jumper cables or a jump box, a well-stocked made-it-yourself first aid kit that you carry with you or in your vehicle, and last but not least, cash money. You know why you need all those things? Why do you need all those things? Oh, you know it. Say it with me. Stuff Stuff happens. happens. Stay Stay prepared. prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Practical Prepping Podcast. Would you consider supporting this podcast by buying us a cup of coffee? Go to the website, practicalprepping.info, and click on the link to buy me a coffee. You can contact us by email at info at practicalprepping.info. You can also contact us through Facebook and through our website. And until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.